RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform has not been... An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Boom. Good afternoon, patriots, and welcome back to another episode of Occam's Razor. Hope you guys are having a lovely day. We've got a ton of interesting stories to go over. Some updates on past stories, some new things that have broken in the last 24 hours or so, and of course, the continuing examination of the banking crisis and inevitable fallout that we're witnessing right now. Do me a favor, if you wouldn't mind, please consider liking and sharing this broadcast Help me by getting it out there on your favorite social media platforms. If you're on Rumble, I swear to God, the best thing you can do is hit the like button. It's so easy. It's free. I don't understand why everybody doesn't do it. But like, you know, if I'm lucky, 5% of the people do it. Maybe even less than that. If you guys could help me get to 25% like to view ratio, that would be so much better. All right. What I need you now to do is to sit back and relax, grab your popcorn, grab a drink, and we're going to be right back after this. All right, good afternoon and welcome back. I hope everybody is literally, seriously, 100% intentionally having a wonderful day. You know, the real trick to be happy in life is to accept the trials and tribulations that come your way and to seek out those things that give you joy, to wake up every day and to make a conscious decision to appreciate the beauty and splendor of life all around us. There are so many wonderful things in this world. Yes, there are a lot of dark, evil, demeaning things happening all around you. People will try to bring you down. People will try to make you believe that there is no hope. But those people are the ones who have already lost hope. Those are the ones who can't see the forest for the trees. I enjoy every single moment that I have here on this earth. God has graced me with a career that I love, with people who mean everything to me, and I know that together we will overcome this deep state apparatus that has taken over our nation. Now, hopefully, you were able to join me last night. I did an episode of Red Pill News, and then right after that, we segued directly into President Trump's live speech from Iowa. Now, in that speech from Iowa, President Trump essentially said much the same, that we must take down this corrupt deep state apparatus. 2024 is essentially the final stand, the final countdown. We are moving towards 2024. Now, I know that Democrats have successfully implemented a lot of different ways to cheat throughout the nation, but simply because we know that exists, it doesn't mean that we should ignore our 
own responsibility in attempting to make sure that we save this nation. I liked President Trump's speech last night. I know that there are some people out there who say, you know, he just says the same thing every time. Well, uh, you always need a cheerleader. You got to have somebody who's going to make you feel good about the situation to make you feel like there is hope. It's not always easy to get out there and to tell America that there is hope and that together we can overcome this stuff. It would be a lot easier to go on the air every day or if I was President Trump to get up in front of a crowd and say, well, geez, they really screwed the pooch on this one. I guess there's no hope. Everybody might as well just do whatever the hell they want. We don't need to worry about saving this nation. Those people who would try to make you believe that there is no hope are probably the ones who are working for that corrupt and criminal establishment that we are attempting to take down. So when President Trump gets up in front of a crowd, he makes that connection. He reaches out across the divide, through the camera, through the lens, into the crowd of people. If you've ever seen President Trump speak in person, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. He is an incredible man. And maybe he hasn't done everything perfect, but nobody is perfect. Okay, the only one who's perfect is God. Everybody else is fallible. We can all make mistakes. We can all make choices that we wish we had chosen differently. But quite often, even in those moments where we think that things maybe could have gone a different way or we would have liked them to go a different way, they're going exactly according to plan. It's exactly the way that we needed to do this. So let's take a look at this clip of President Trump saying that we need to completely obliterate the deep state because it's honest to God exactly what we need to do. What's happening is very simple. Our enemies are desperate to stop us because they know that we are the only ones who can stop them. And I will totally obliterate the deep state. I will fire the unelected bureaucrats who have weaponized our justice system. Look at what they've done to our justice system, what they have done to our justice system. I will direct the Department of Justice to go after Marxist prosecutors' offices to make them pay for their illegal race-based enforcement of the law. Many racists are there. What's happening is... <clears throat> so a couple of people are saying that Rumble, the Rumble link requires you to sign in. Um, I'm, I wasn't aware of that until just now. Um, I suppose that if you sign in, you can subscribe and then you'd also be able to like, um, it, it would make it easier for you to interact with the show. Uh, Janice says, I haven't been too big on Trump lady, but lately, but mad props for the way he took questions from the audience last night. Yes. I love it when President Trump takes questions from the audience. Uh, I love it when the people in Trump's position interact with the crowd. Uh, because there is something special to that. It makes people, again, feel that that very unique connection to what's going on. You know, this is a difficult time for every single one of us. And if you're one of those people who is uh, looking at losing everything as a result of this, it might be very difficult for you to decide at the at the end of the day, you know, how this is all going to benefit. Well, all I can tell you is that the, the greatest trials and tribulations that God has given me in my personal life have always resulted in a change that was necessary for me personally and in a change that allowed me to grow as a person. You know, all of that, 
terrible stuff that happened to me over the years. It led me directly to this moment. I wouldn't be here if my life had gone in any other direction. Uh, I might have ended up working in, uh, you know, state government in Michigan or Ohio, or, you know, maybe I would have uh, done something even, you know, more menial than that, just uh, average everyday things, you know, working as a clerk or, you know, managing a store. I've done that before. I've, I've worked in a picture frame shop. I've done so many different things. But this is what I love. And God made this possible for me. So here we are together. And I appreciate that. Uh, Tom QCAD says, Pokes, head out from under Zach's couch, looks for Muffin, saunters to watch the show. Glad you're here. Glad you're here. Uh, All right. So let's talk about some of the things that are happening. Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg was a major part of the stealing of the election in 2020. Okay. Uh, His his group uh, gave all of this money which uh, was suggested for them to essentially bolster Democrat candidates. And ever since that time, when people realized that Mark Zuckerberg and Priscilla Chan, his wife, had been funneling all that money into elections to control them through the uh, Center for Civic Technology or whatever it was. I can't remember it right now. But people have been pulling away from Facebook. I haven't had a Facebook in years. I don't use Facebook. I'm not interested in Facebook. I know that some people are. You have a connection to people on there. Great. But I'm not giving my money to Mark Zuckerberg. I'm not giving my money to Facebook. I am not a product for them. Even when I had a Facebook, it wasn't my real name. It wasn't my real address. It wasn't any of the real biometric information about me because I didn't want them to be able to track me and to know who I was. Also, never used the app. Only ever logged in on the internet so I could log out and I could also log in using a VPN. But uh, we've had a mass culling of employees at Facebook in recent months, in the last year, really. You know, Zuckerberg went hard on something called the metaverse. They even changed the name of Facebook to Meta. And in the last couple of months, they have been laying off tens of thousands of employees because the metaverse just did not pan out. It seems like not such a smart idea to buy virtual clothing and virtual shoes and a virtual home when you can't afford real clothing or real shoes or a real home. And certainly the dystopian future that is uh, Ready Player One has not arrived. I hope it never does. I hope that people continue to enjoy life in the real world more than they enjoy their life online, because that's the only place you're going to make the real life connections that you need, that you require as a human. So we had 11,000 employees laid off in November. Mark Zuckerberg just announced they're going to lay off another 10,000. This is from middle management. Before they were, they were firing like programmers and stuff. These were the people who were building the metaverse. Well, people just aren't using the metaverse. Facebook isn't cool anymore. So now they're also firing the middle management, the people who are above all of those programmers. 100,000, excuse me, 10,000 more workers, and they have to incur restructuring costs from three to $5 billion. That is a massive amount of cuts. And it goes to show you just how desperate Facebook is to continue on in their current form. People are not supporting them. In an SEC filing, Meta has also anticipated that they are going to have lowered expenses in 2023 from 86 to 92 billion. This 11,000 workers that was laid off in November, that represents 13% of Meta's staff. So if 11,000 was 13%, 
10,000. That's another 10%. Uh, they are attempting to make their company more efficient to be able to continue on with the goals that they have. And obviously stealing elections and injecting poison into the minds of young people are top among them. So I'm going to continue to ask you to boycott Facebook. Ah, DRMX113 says, Zach, we need a deep dive on Bill Cooper for those of little faith. Uh, I will probably do that with Brad Getz. Um, Bill Cooper was a prophet. The man knew exactly what was going on. He had true intel. He was the original, like, awesome truther podcaster. Bill Cooper was the real deal. And uh, if you don't know who Bill Cooper is, then I suggest you look into it. But keep an eye out because I'm sure that Brad and I will do a show on Bill Cooper before too long because I think that he was – Uh, seminal in American history, somebody that you must investigate. You have to know what he said. Uh, Behold, a pale horse is required reading as far as I'm concerned. If you are a truth or if you are seeking the truth, uh, let me say right to uh, let me say hello and thank you to a creative writer who dropped a cookie over on Foxhole. Jennifer M. said, Uh, let's get this party going. Thank you, Jennifer. Faith Over Fear says, I love you, Zach. You work so hard and we appreciate you. Thank you very much. I do appreciate you saying so. And Just Duckies says, God is awakening his warriors and each one of us has some part, big or small. We all fight for good. That's absolutely the truth. Also, you guys, I had uh, another person write me uh, through my website and ask me to please start doing the shorter shows again. Um, I don't know if you're watching here. If you are, I appreciate you being here with us. Um, but it's just it's it's a matter of economics and it's a matter of time management. Um, you know, I only have so much time in the day. I have to be able to maximize the available time that I have. And if I was humming along on all 12 cylinders and uh, things were very different and I was, you know, fully monetized in every way that you can possibly imagine that I could run like a legit media company. I could afford to hire somebody. I could hire an assistant. I could hire an editor. I could hire people to post the shows for me. Right now, because of the way everything works and, you know, the the way that they have significantly reduced my available income to support myself and my family and then the business itself, it's just not possible. So I can't do any more shows than I already am. Let me just say this. If you're watching an episode of Red Pill News, I'm trying to keep them under two hours If they are over two hours, it's probably because we have a speech from President Trump that's included in there. Maybe I should start splitting those up and doing multiple uploads. But what I find, again, is that when I do that, fewer people watch them. And uh, I I obviously need as many people to watch the shows as possible so that, you know, the show is successful. And if I'm doing a bunch of small videos that hardly anybody is watching, it just it doesn't it doesn't have the return that I need it to have. Um, so I, I wish that I could split myself up. I could clone myself and I could do more things, but it's just not possible. So for those of you who are here, for those of you who do show up and don't mind watching longer shows or who don't mind, you know, searching through and, and finding the stuff that you want to watch in those longer shows. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it because you're, you're uh, truly, truly supporting me. Thank you very much. Uh, And then Just Duckies, uh, thank you again. Sean Joe dropped a cookie and another cookie, and then Kitty Wood dropped a cookie as well. Uh, Let me see. Danamite says, Rumble is a three-step process to like and have it recorded. Create account, login, or sign into account. Verify account with the phone number. 
oh, you're saying that if you sign up for a Rumble account. Okay, so are you suggesting that most people who are watching on Rumble don't actually have Rumble um, uh, accounts? Um, I guess I don't see why it's a problem personally because, I mean, Rumble has all my information anyways, but... For those of you who don't want to um, use a phone number to um, uh, to, to get yourself in a, a Rumble account, you can always sign up for a free Google Voice number. I'm sure most of you have Gmail accounts. You can use that to get a free phone number, and then you can use that to verify your account, and then you won't have to give your, your real phone number. Um, maybe that would work out. All right, so you guys know that there is an ongoing case. Focus on doing USAC. Forget the nonsense. You're doing great. You don't need to accommodate anyone. Thank you. But, but, but here's the thing. I understand that, and I know logically that's the case, but I want to accommodate people. I, I want to make the show as, uh, as, as, as friendly and, 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 and relatable and, and informative as possible. And, you know, if, it was, if, it, if I could do it, then I would probably take these longer shows and split them into little pieces. Like, you know, you see uh, like the big podcasters, the people who have staff and stuff, you know, that's what they do. They have somebody who takes the shows, they cut them up, and then they put them into smaller videos with, you know, individual titles, and then people will watch those, and they tend to share those more because they're shorter. Um, it's just, I just can't. I, I wish I could. I really, really wish I could. So Maricopa County has responded to Kerry Lake's petition for review in the Arizona Supreme Court. Uh, this is still in relation to Kerry's initial case uh, regarding the stolen election and the fraud that we saw in the midterm elections. Back at the beginning of March, Maricopa County Superior Court and the Arizona Appeals Court both dismissed Kerry Lake's initial case. She filed this petition for review, and it's a motion to expedite the review so she can get it done as quickly as possible. Uh, and this is, this time, going to be in the Arizona Supreme Court. Now, on March 2nd, the Arizona Supreme Court agreed to that expedited review filing, and it's been scheduled for March 21st, so coming up very quickly, just in about a week. At that point, we're going to learn whether or not they will have agreed to accept Lake's new petition. Uh, the state has stated at the conference, the court will decide whether to accept review and schedule an oral argument. So the 21st is the date that we're looking for to see if we're going to have another step after that. I know it sounds tedious. I know it, it just it, it seems like they make it overly complicated. And if I had to guess, I'd say that they do that on purpose because they're hoping that people will just give up and, and, and not go along with it. So responses from Maricopa County were ordered and were submitted yesterday. Uh, so this is what they said. They, they essentially claim that Kerry Lake presents for the first time a misleading factual theory about chain of custody documents and does not present any argument illustrating a need for this court to review the Court of Appeals opinion. Chain of custody documentation is absolutely essential for trust in an all-mail-in voting system. If you can't prove the chain of custody from point A to point B, then how can you guarantee the votes you are counting in an election are true, legitimate, and legal? 
The answer to that question is you can't. And this is exactly why the Arizona Supreme Court must review Kerry's case. They also say the only aspect of the petition that differs from Lake's briefing below is the inclusion of a newly fabricated characterization of chain of custody documents presented for the first time in the petition. But a petition for review is not the place for Lake to argue that the trial court's findings of fact were incorrect, nor the Court of Appeals improperly accepted the facts that the trial court found. Of course, this is untrue. We've shown in a number of different occasions and other reports have done the same thing to show that there were many discrepancies in that election. We also had witness whistleblower testimony, people who were there in Maricopa County who can attest to the missing chain of custody documentation. We're talking hundreds of thousands of ballots. We're talking about the injection of what are likely phony ballots into the election, but we can't know that unless we gain access to the actual ballots themselves and we can do a true investigation of what happened. Now, Kerry Lake is also challenging the fact that the Maricopa County Superior Court, that the Maricopa County Superior Court and the opinion uh, that they did not provide clear and convincing evidence. Uh, The evidence is in Kerry Lake's case. The problem is Maricopa County continuing to state mis- leadingly that this is a fabrication. This is some type of mischaracterization. There is no mischaracterization to this. And certainly the whistleblowers who have come forward to say exactly what they saw, they are not mischaracterizing anything either. What we have is a problem of people not being willing to listen to the advice. So once again, we find ourselves at the highest court of the land in Arizona, the Arizona Supreme Court, and we have to see, are they going to be the one who actually does the right thing. Um, Let me see. Okay. All right. Yes, Sterling, I agree. This format, doing the live streams, it lets me interact with the chat more. That is 100% one of the reasons why I wanted to do this for a long time. I was like, man, I wish I could stream more, but I just can't fit it in. You know, I just felt like there was no way that I could do it. And now I get to every day. I get to stream every day and I get to hang out with you guys every day and we get to chat every day. So Carrie Lake, her attorneys argued that according to a decision, Finley versus Sorensen, this is from 1929, so well-established legal precedent, even if not intentional, Election errors can nullify an election if, and I quote, they affect the result or at least render it uncertain. I would say in the case of the 2022 election, we have both cases present. We have an uncertainty in the results. And I believe that these hundreds of thousands of ballots that were injected into the system certainly also had an effect on the outcome. Now, this is again confirmed in additional legal precedent, this time from Hunt versus Campbell, a 1917 case, also very well established. In that case, it states, wherever such practices or influences are shown to have prevailed, not slightly and in individual cases, but generally, so as to render the result uncertain, the entire vote so affected must be rejected. The win of Katie Hobbs in the 2022 election in Arizona 
is uncertain. I would say that a vast majority of Arizonans and even American citizens do not trust the results of that 2022 election. All right. And uh, and so as a result, the Arizona Supreme Court must take a look at this. Please, Arizona Supreme Court. I, I want everybody to pray for the justices of the Arizona Supreme Court, that they will listen to their hearts, that God will put it on their hearts to consider this argument as a legitimate challenge to an illegal and illegitimate election. Carrie Lake deserves to be the governor of Arizona, not just because I like her, but because the people of Arizona chose her and because the Democrat Party machine and the rhino establishment stood in the way and ensured that Carrie Lake's official result would be that she lost. Now, Carrie Lake's governor race in Arizona was stolen. It was bald face theft right in front of our eyes. Here's a couple of other little tidbits that you guys might remember. On election day, Republicans outshowed Democrats three to one, two thirds to one third. Now, this occurred in nearly six 60% of voting locations across the city, um, which is a vast majority of them. Uh, We had a cybersecurity expert, Clay Parikh. He testified at Carrie Lake's initial election trial that there were broken machines and there were broken printers on election day. Now, those errors which caused the breaking of those machines could not have arisen were it not for intentional misconduct. And if you'll remember, Maricopa County attempted to cover up the malfeasance initially, and then once the evidence was presented, only then did they come back and admit that, well, yes, someone, an individual, chose the wrong size ballots, and so therefore the printing was off and the paper was off and nothing matched up, and that's why nothing printed. Although somebody did that on purpose, it wasn't intentional. We didn't do it, you know, really on purpose. But anyways, all of these things together, when you put it together, goes to show that the election was both uncertain and illegitimate. Please, again, I'm asking you, pray for the justices of the Arizona Supreme Court. This case is very, very important. We need to set precedent, not only in Arizona, but across the country, that elections can be challenged, especially when they are so blatantly, outright illegal. Yes, Deplora Blonde says the Maricopa Election Commission is fully fully culpable for the disgusting excuse for an election. It really disenfranchised all Arizonans, whether they voted for her or not. Yes, it did. It did. Because it shows that it doesn't matter who you choose. It doesn't matter who you vote for, because they're going to decide for you at the end of the day. So the election system here in America is broken. We need to go back to basics. We need to go back to locally administered elections, not these statewide administered elections. Let me also suggest you guys that you take take a listen to my Twitter space. I'm still trying to figure out how to download it so that I can upload it to my Rumble and BitChute and Foxel and all those. But um, my conversation with Get the Machines Out, the ladies from Williamson County, Georgia, Jen and Lori, and then, of course, Dr. Frank was there, Dr. D was there. Mike Lindell didn't show up, but that's okay. He's a busy man. Um, and then the show that I did with Lori and Jen the other night, very illuminating 
the efforts that they've taken to win back the power over their elections locally at the county level. It's stunning. They're, they're doing really good work. The machines are getting pushed out all over America. Dr. Frank told us about dozens of different counties that are throwing out the election machines. This is the key, I truly believe, because when you get rid of those broken and corrupt election machines, the machines that are vulnerable, the machines that can't be certified, the machines that are inherently going to give you illegitimate elections. Once you get rid of those, what choice do you have? Paper ballots. That's the only choice once you get rid of the machines. You have to have paper ballots. Uh, let me see. Polly 9363 thank you for those shades, Polly. Kansas Mudcat says, thank you for everything you do. Appreciate you, bro. M the Painter says, no worries, RP78. We like our long shows. Thank you very much. M, I appreciate you singing pretty. Said, God bless you, Zach, and your family too. And thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Uh, prayer is always appreciated. Liberty Bells says, thank you for all you do. Much love. And then FVT says, you look great on TV. I watch Rumble on Roku and Pill Chat on laptop. I want Foxhole on Roku. Live is the best. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. You know, I um, I only see myself in this very, very small window, so I, I don't actually know what it looks like on a big screen. All right, so let's talk about some, some bravery. Well, actually, first, we have to take a break for the second half of the show. We'll be back here in 45 seconds. Oh, Mishimi says, uh, you didn't answer my question uh, yesterday. Did your shirt have maple leaves on it? Yes, they were maple leaves. If you guys have ever seen the movie Fight Club, Tyler Durden actually wears that shirt in Fight Club. Uh, and, and it was from Retro Rifle. They've been doing a couple of shirts that I think... I don't know if they're officially tied in with some uh, like some films. Like I got a couple of Scarface ones and then there's that one. And then there's another one from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, too. But uh, I'm pretty sure those were Maple Leafs. Yes. Uh, let me see. Uh, Deplora Blonde. Why the heck did the trucks go to Runbeck headquarters instead of the county election headquarters as required by law? Probably because they were picking up additional ballots that they knew they needed to inject into the system so that they could control the outcome of the election. Uh, Runbeck is the company that had something to do with the ballots. This treachery is necessary for theft, I will say. Runbeck Election Services is also deeply involved in the election process in Georgia as well. Just two of the largest states that seem to have these anomalous election outcomes where we have what appears to be a number of hundreds of thousands of ballots that are injected into the system, which uh, virtually ensure that Democrats are going to win every time. I want to talk about the bravery of this Vermont Christian school. These are the girls who forfeited their game because they refused to play against a biological man. All right. Lisa showed me this clip earlier today of a couple of women who were MMA fighters. And let me tell you, one of those girls... She was like 6'5", and she was broad. She had uh, a jawline like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, either this girl was on uh, testosterone, she's taken some kind of performance-enhancing drugs, or it was a man. Uh, I'm not sure which, but this is not the first time that we've seen biological men competing in sports with biological women. And these girls in high school, okay, this is a totally different game. Like, this is why people get so upset when men get physical with women. Uh, if you hit a woman, if you strike a woman, if you push a woman, all right, you're going to get in trouble and people are going to look at you in a certain way because you have a physical advantage over that woman. The same is true when it comes to sports. 
Can you imagine a six foot five male as a female basketball player playing against 15 year old girls in a high school Christian basketball game, uh, just barreling through them, uh, getting every single free throw, uh, hitting, uh, you know, uh, right off the boards, uh, every single shot. They would totally destroy those girls, all right? And people might not want to admit it. Certainly people on the left don't like to admit it. But men are better at sports, okay? I'm not even a sports fanatic, and it's just obvious. We have the physical advantage. We have denser bones. We have more muscle tissue. Uh, We tend to be bigger. We have a greater wingspan, you know, we're also balanced differently. And uh, because of that difference, you know, it's going to give the boys an advantage. So here's the thing. For their bravery, these girls have now been outcast from participating in Vermont sports activities and tournaments. What's really sad about this is that the Vermont Principals Association, which is the governing body for high school sports in the state, released this statement saying that Mid-Vermont Christian School violated policies. And as a result, they are ineligible to participate in future events sanctioned by them. That means because they pulled out of this one game because they didn't want to play against boys. <laughs> Lonely German says, I'm pretty good at drinking beer. I don't doubt it. Germans are also very good at that in, in particular. They can no longer play in sports. So that means that these girls who probably love basketball, who probably want nothing more than to compete, to excel, uh, to be recognized for their own craft, they can no longer play basketball against any team, regardless of whether they have boys or girls on them. They're now just excised from the process as well. What do you guys think that's going to do for their college careers if they're hoping to go to school? You know, maybe some of these girls were looking at a scholarship. Maybe some of these girls were looking at getting into a school that they've long wanted to attend so that they could play and maybe even end up in the WNBA. I don't know. I don't know. But there's all kinds of opportunities that are afforded to people who play sports and do it well in high school. And now they are going to be robbed of that Altogether, Vermont state law bars the discrimination against student athletes due to their gender identity. So furthermore, any disputes over trans students' participation on sports teams must be considered on a case-by-case basis. In this instance, the Vermont Agency of Education says transgender and gender non-conforming athletes are to be provided the same opportunities to participate in physical education as are all other students. Generally, students should be permitted to participate in physical education and sports in accordance with the student's gender identity. I would almost like to see a, uh, like a, just a rash, like a, like an overindulgence of clearly Young men, athletic young men, just begin identifying as girls. Just do it for a semester so that you can we can maybe make a statement all across the country. Just have every boy offer to identify as a girl for the semester so that they get onto the team and then they can just dominate the sport for one semester just to prove a point all across the nation. But I'm just, I feel bad for these girls. You know, I think that they stuck to their guns. It, it wasn't about anything other than their own physical safety. And now they're completely banned. So awful, awful. My shirt size is a large. It used to be a medium. I've been bulking up the last couple of months. I, I've put on a little bit of weight, but it's it's good weight. It's not bad weight. Um, so 
I am a large. I'm definitely a large. <clears throat> now, sometimes the larges are like way big, but generally speaking, all larges fit. Um, okay. So Anthony Fauci has been getting a lot of negative press recently. It seems to me that uh, he was involved in a staged PR stunt last night in a public area uh, at the Gridiron Dinner in D.C., uh, where a woman collapsed and she hit her head on the table and he was and she was laying on the floor without moving. So Dr. Anthony Fauci came on over. Uh, to see how she was doing. This looks to me like it was a staged opportunity for Dr. Anthony Fauci to show a little uh, human bona fides. Uh, he needed to feel a little bit better about himself and he needed to get some pros- positive press. Uh, and so uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci came to the rescue. They said, you know, does anybody, is anybody here a dog? Is anybody here a doctor? And of course, Dr. Anthony Fauci is the one. All right. Now, the next story that I wanted to make sure that we discussed uh, several weeks ago, maybe about a month ago, uh, (laughs) maybe about a month ago, I uh, brought you news about what could potentially be the return of Madeleine McCann. There was a young Polish girl. She's 21 years old. She's risen to prominence on Instagram with an account called I am Madeleine McCann. Uh, She claims that she was sex trafficked as a young child. She doesn't have memories of herself as a child and that her parents are not her real parents. She also has physical characteristics, which are similar to Madeline McCann, including that eye deformity in her iris. And then there's also a beauty mark on her face. So she had reached out to the family of Madeline McCann uh, because she truly believes that she is Maddie. And she offered to do a DNA test. And the family of Madeline McCann said that, yes, they would be willing to do a DNA test so that at the very least they can help this girl get some peace. Now, the parents of this girl claim that she's a liar. Russian fighter hits U.S. drone. Here we go. Oh, gosh. Okay. Was it a U.S. drone in Russian airspace? Because if it was, then it was totally justified. But you can see, uh, well, here, let me go back just a little bit. And uh, let me let me make this larger. Take a look. Okay, there we go. So the eye color does look strikingly similar. I also believe that the facial features are very similar as well. Now, you can't really see it right here. Here, let me back up just a little bit. Dang it. Okay, all right, take a look. So the chin, the chin looks similar. Now the teeth in the Polish girl, she's going to be older, so those are no longer going to be baby teeth. But the eye deformity is in the right position. So you would think that if her family wanted to disprove her claims over the Black Sea... Okay, uh, I'm five foot ten, definitely five foot ten. Um, that they would be willing to take a DNA test themselves. They have refused to do a DNA test so that they can rule out the possibility that their daughter isn't Madeline McCann. Uh, Julia Faustina, that's the 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 21 year old Polish girl. Um, the mother will not give over her DNA. She claims that she has documents proving that Faustina is her birth daughter. This is according to a private detective in the UK. 
She said, uh, who, who's, who claims, I have been personally talking to Julia's mother and told her we will make her safe and secure in any way she needs, but she is still refusing to take the test. She claims she has Julia's birth certificate, but our worry is that you can easily forge this, which you can, especially in Poland. My feeling is that we need to force the mother or a member of Julia's family to take the DNA test. Now, this man is also a psychic medium and a psychologist. He's a bit of a jack of all trades. Now, if any of her family members could take a test, then they could prove immediately that she is the blood relative of the people who claim to be her parents. You can solve it immediately. But uh, this, uh, oh, wait a second. Uh, But now she has submitted her own DNA samples that are going to be tested against Madeline McCann's parents, against Jerry and uh, I forgot the mom's name. But I think that this is this is a real possibility here. And if if can you imagine, I mean, how many years we've been searching for Madeline McCann? How many shows have been done about the horrible things that probably happened to her? She also seems to have memories of that German guy, the German pedophile that they believe uh, stole Madeline. Old has shared a string of photographs. Hang on, let's go ahead. We're, oh shoot! Claiming she shares many of Maddie's distinctive oh, physical. I'm not a liar. I know the truth. Julia Wendell is a Polish woman who believes she could be missing girl Madeline McCann. It has led to Maddie's parents agreeing to do a DNA test. Madeline McCann from the United Kingdom disappeared from her hotel bed in 2007 while holidaying in Portugal with her family. She has never been seen again. However, Wendell went viral after launching an Instagram account named I Am Madeline McCann, which has gained over 1 million followers who were gripped by the latest twist in one of the world's most infamous unsolved cases. The 21-year-old has shared a string of photographs, claiming she shares many of Maddie's distinctive physical features, including a similar eye defect Maddie had. Wendell has also matched several birthmarks on her legs and face. She also alleges that she has never seen any pictures of her mother pregnant with her. But the most glaring disparity between her and Madeline is their age. She is 21, while Madeline would be just 19 by now. Okay, so here's the thing. If Madeline would be 19 and she would be 21, obviously that's a problem. But... How do we know that she's actually 21? If she was truly sex trafficked, then they could have rolled her birthday back. Think about this, okay? Sorry about that. If they were trying to hide her true identity, they would make her appear to be older than she actually was, or they would make her appear to be younger than she actually was. Either way, the DNA has been taken. We should probably have the results on this within a matter of uh, weeks at the most. So uh, I guess this is a 23andMe style test that she did. Madeline McCann's family, they did their own DNA test. If the results come back that uh, it shows that she's British or that she's from that area, I guess they're going to continue the investigation. They're actually going to compare the DNA between her and Madeline, uh, her family rather. Also, this young girl has been relocated from Poland to a safe house here in the United States. People are not happy that she claims she may be Madeline McCann. I guess she's gotten a number of death threats. Now, what what is fairly certain to the investigators is is that uh, Miss Faustina was most likely sex trafficked at a very young age. Uh, that she was in some type of sex trafficking ring. I guess that she has uh, some really horrific memories from when she was a child. 
And, you know, it looks like it, it's taken a toll on her. The, the girl has aged up a little bit since she came out and said this. She says basically the, the details of her childhood don't add up. She thinks she was abducted as a toddler. Obviously, she has that mark. She has other marks on her, uh, and she believes herself to be Madeline McCann. She appears to be very genuine about this. I think that all we can do is just wait for the DNA uh, to show up. I mean, she's the one who wants the DNA test. Uh, I would imagine she would know that if she's not Madeline McCann, you know, it's not going to come up in her favor. Um, I, I hope also that Madeline's family get some type of closure as a result of all of this. Um, so, yeah, with that, uh, also somebody had asked, oh, par five, I uh, love my shirts. Where do you buy them? I get them at Retro Rifle, retro-rifle.com. These are, th- this is where all of my shirts come from. I, I, I love that place. Every shirt has a uh, um, a secret uh, nod to the Second Amendment in it. Uh, let me see. Liberty Bells says, thank you for all you do. Much love. Uh, uh, FVT. Oh, yeah, that's the Roku one. Uh, thank you again. Black Yoda. Good to see you. P- P- committee men positions are available, people, local level. Amen. I will always be a firm supporter of the precinct committee strategy. Definitely. Uh, And Black Yoda also says, yo, Fauci, I found this out by accident. Google Fauci definition. Seriously. All right. Well, let's give it a shot. Let's see. Define Fauci. Hmm. What does Fauci mean? Slime mold. <laughs> oh, also, metonymic occupational name for a sickle maker or someone who used a sickle. So that's like death, right? <laughs> that would be the Grim Reaper himself. Dr. Fauci is the Grim, Re- Grim Reaper. Wow. There's not a lot of Fauci's here either. Fauci's surname appeared 510 times in the 2010 census from a sample of 100,000 people. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Okay, slime mold, sickle wielder. All right, so coming out of, uh, you guys, do me a favor. We've got 2,700 people here. Black Yoda is an OG, baby. That's right. 422 likes with 2,700 people watching. Please do me a favor, hit that like button. Uh, Over here, also on the foxhole, my girl Lou Ann V said, is there a doctor in the house? No, not you, Fauci. (laughs) I meant a doctor who saves lives, not the doctor of death. Mountain Lace says, doctor out, wrong year on my, doctor put the wrong year on my dad's birth certificate. All his life, he was one year older. That's crazy. See, It's, it's so easy, it can happen. Mountain Lace also, yeah, doctor put the wrong date, 1927 instead of 1928. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's something that could totally happen. All right. Here we have a new shocking study coming out of Australia. We've been talking about excess deaths all across the world. We've had uh, hardcore insurance data here in the United States. Uh, We've been able to prove conclusively that Excess mortality is up across the board. The one thing that we have injected into the system is the clot shots themselves. So it stands to reason that there may be a causal relationship there. There are people who just refuse to look at that as a possible causal relationship, probably because they haven't died or they haven't received a life-threatening disability as a result of taking it. Doesn't mean it's not around the corner. 
For those of you in the audience who did feel that you had to take the jab, remember, there are detoxification measures out there, uh, and uh, I've spoken about them on the show. I don't have them right now, and if you email me, I'm not going to have them. I'm going to have to search for them in the same way that you will. But my friend uh, Penny Whitbrot, uh, you can definitely look up her, withhealthcoaching.com, and she specifically has methods to detoxify. So what we have here is a preprint study. It was published in February of this year by a man named Dr. Wilson Sign. And what it shows is a fairly credible analysis of excess mortality data from the country of Australia. Australia, Vector, I don't know if you're here, but much love. You know, Australia is one of those nations where they pretty much tried to get everybody vaccinated, certainly did the same thing down there in New Zealand. Now, This is based on research and analysis that Dr. Sign concluded, showing that there was an excess death rate in 2021 that is sevenfold higher than 2020 and 14-fold higher in 2022. The 2022 data only went up till the mid-fall of the year, so September. Now, he predicts that in the final month of 2022, we could see an over 19% increase overall for that year, sevenfold up to 19-fold in two years. Well, I'm sorry, from one year, 2021 to 2022. Over 2020, which is the year of the pandemic, all right, uh, considering that millions of people died from COVID, or so they say, in 2020, you would think that 2020 would be the real year. You know, we were locked down, we were masking up, we were standing six feet apart, we didn't go to Christmas dinner with our families. Some of our families wouldn't talk to us because we weren't willing to get jammed. This is horrible. This is definitely what's going on. Seven-fold to 19-fold. Now, here's the one caveat. Dr. Sai is not a medical doctor. However, he is very intelligent. He understands the research and analysis method, which is required to publish a study such as this. All you need is the data, and you can extrapolate information from that data. You don't need to be a medical doctor to interpret the data that's provided by a, uh, a government like Australia. So this is using something called the Bradford Hill Analysis. Uh, And this study has shown that more injections administered to reduce the pandemic had the opposite effect of causing more excess deaths to increase the pandemic. The very large excess deaths observed from the data imply that the mortality risk benefit ratio from COVID injections is very high. That is, the harm or risk realized has far outweighed any benefit from COVID injections. So I will stand my ground here. I'm not going to be getting any injections. I, I, I will remain vaccine-free for the rest of my life. I will be a pure blood for life. Uh, I am praying for anybody who felt that this was a good idea, uh, anybody who has family who did this, anybody who has had any effect from this horrible death shot in any possible way. Okay. Ah, thank you so much. Peter McCullough has a spike protein detox. Do me a favor, guys. Copy that link. If you are someone who felt you were forced to take the jab, I'm going to put it over here on Foxhole because uh, Rocky's girl shared it for us over there on uh, Rumble. Let me throw it over here also. Low Classic, good to see you over there. Also, Blue Jetty Home Design, Saskatoon, Canada. 
Hello, purebloods. Hello, purebloods over there. My mother is 77 and her birth certificate still only says baby girl. No name? There's no name or anything like that? Uh, I was actually surprised to learn that uh, not everybody named their kids right away. I just thought I was just, you know, assumed that uh, you would just name people. Uh, you name, name your kid as soon as they come out. I mean, that was, the you know, what I did. Um, Frontline Doctors also has a Vax protocol. Thank you so much. And you know what I'm going to do? Hang on. Let me... Let me actually write these down, put them in my notes so that I can add them to my own website. And uh, I really need to update the website too, but it just takes time. She was six months old when she was named Bearish Mama. I cannot imagine calling my baby girl, baby girl for six months. I guess they, I guess they really wanted to make sure that they were giving her the right name. I suppose that's kind of sweet. Honey, can you imagine that if we if we didn't have a name for our kids for six months? Spike Protein says, I recently filled out a job application that asked why I wasn't jabbed. I said that I'm a Christian who believes that God gave me the freedom to decide to put in my body. I'm surprised that they were legally allowed to ask you if you were jabbed. Milrat, good to see you. Thank you for being here from Indiana. Um, I used to have family in South Bend back in the day. So here's a question that uh, I think, you know, we've kind of touched on over the last couple of days. If this is a controlled demolition of the system, uh, if it's imploding, if we believe that our system is broken and that our monetary policy is bad, what is so wrong in allowing it to collapse? Because the only way we're going to get to something new is if this system is destroyed. Now, the one thing that I'm worried about, and my buddy Clay Clark is going to be coming back on the show next week um, to discuss this, is that if this is a collapse that's being caused by the deep state, they might use it as an opportunity to institute a central bank digital currency, forcing us all onto a government Fed coin. I'm not in favor of that, not in favor of that at all. Um, but the real question is, how long can the United States last in its current incarnation? President Trump comes back in 2024. That's freaking next year. I can't believe it's 2023. So he essentially comes back in 2025. I think that once President Trump is back in the White House, uh, my, my, my hope, my hope is, and if it was me, this is what I would do. I would just go hard. Okay, you got to reform the government immediately. You got to get in there. You got to start cutting the fat. You got to start just, you know, tearing out the rotten parts of the federal government. That includes the intelligence community. Uh, that includes the heads of every single department. Uh, that includes a very, very thorough screening of the unelected bureaucrats working in the uh, administrative sector of the United States government. We also need to take back the ability for all of those federal agencies to make their own rules. We have way too many laws. We need to just tear it all down and start over from the very beginning. President Trump has to go hard. That's the only way it's going to work because going soft shows us what we have right now. Now, by going soft, President Trump still successfully was able to bring the country back from the brink of destruction. And it showed that when he played ball the way they wanted him to, he could still make a difference. But when it came to the election, 
they were able to overcome it. Now, I think that by stealing the election, they have completely displayed their hand. I mean, it's like you're playing Texas Hold'em and you got your cards up on the table. All right, you can see that somebody has a bunch of aces stacked in there. It's obvious that they're cheating. And even with the fact that they're cheating, they still cannot manage the nation as a whole. They are destroying our borders. They're destroying our sovereignty. They're destroying our military readiness. They're destroying our economy. They are putting drugs on the ha- in the hands of homeless people on the streets. You guys know that in, in New York City right now, they have these giant migrant shelters where all of the illegals are being housed. The biggest one is in Times Square. You know what it used to be? It used to be a freaking McDonald's. McDonald's didn't want to do business there anymore because it just wasn't worth it. I mean, how many videos have you seen of fools drunk in a big city going into a McDonald's and getting into a fight with somebody behind the corner or just stealing the money out of the register or just being an idiot? There was a that video a couple of months ago of a dude with a hatchet in New York City. Absolutely incredible and insane that people would uh, would want to live like that. So this is my question here. Should we allow the current financial system to implode so that we can build something else up? And if the answer is yes, when do we do that? Um, I don't think it's going to happen like in the next couple of days. I think that this is something that's going to have to continually, gradually get worse and worse. I mean, inflation is up 6% year over year. I don't know about you. I don't think I can afford another 6%. If we go another year over year, that's going to there won't be enough money to survive for many of us. You know, I'm going to have to start drastically changing the way that I eat. I mean, that's like, you know, where a good portion of my money is going. I buy food, you know, so I don't know. You know, at the same time they're doing that, we have morons like this guy. Remember him, Sam Brinton. He's the guy that was the pup handler who was working at the Department of Energy at a queue clearance. <laughs> he stole this woman's luggage. He stole a bunch of women's luggage and he would wear their clothes to work because he is a sick, sick man. Now, the woman who he stole this outfit outfit from, which she was a fashion designer, she wore it to a fashion show, um, she claims that he did damage to her brand and I think she might be suing him. Uh, let me see. He took her bag from a baggage claim in September uh, 16th. He removed the ID tag. He quickly jumped into an Uber. And the value of the items was around 2300 bucks. Later, he was accused of stealing that luggage from Las Vegas airport. And then he was caught bringing some back. Uh, the, the case with this woman, this is going back to 2018. He, he stole her bag in 2018. And she says, my name is Asiaka Himson. Asaya Comson, Asaya Comson, Tanzanian fashion designer based in Houston, Texas, USA. So she's a proud immigrant. I lost my bag 2018 in DCA. Recently, I heard the news on Fox News about Sam Brinton luggage issue. Surprisingly, I found his images wore my custom made outfit, which was lost in my bag in 2018. Let's take a listen to this heartwarming interview. I'd like to hear what she has to say about her stuff being stolen. And then we're going to call it a day. 
March, we're going to go ahead and just declare this the best story of the year. So we told you about a Tanzanian fashion designer who was watching Fox News coverage of Sam Brinkton. That would be Joe Biden's non-binary cross-dressing nuclear waste expert who stole luggage off carousels as part of his fetish. This designer, Asiya Alpag, noticed that Sam Brinton was wearing one of her dresses. And we thought, how great would it be to track down this Tanzanian designer to tell her story? And we have. She joins us now with her husband, Kamsin. Asiya, thank you so much. Kamsin, thank you. Um, Asiya, will you tell us what happened? How did... First of all, first of all, look at these guys. Notice. They're ballers wearing sunglasses on... TV, wearing sunglasses on an interview on television. Honey, would you go get my sunglasses? I want to wear sunglasses for the remainder of the show. Look at these guys. I love it. Is your dress. Uh, Bismillah. Thanks for inviting me to your show. Of course. My name is Asia Idarus Hamsin, Tanzanian fashion designer based in Houston, Texas. On February 2018, I flew back from Tanzania with my collection of Lady Red Fashion Show 2018, which is my annual platform. I was invited in Washington, D.C. to Kenyan community event who really support my work to showcase my designs. I flew from Houston to Washington, D.C. on March 9th, 2018, when I arrived in D.C.A., one of my bags was missing. I opened the claim to Delta office and DCA, and I made a police report in DCA airport, but my bag was not found. On December 2022, we saw on the Fox News about some... You guys, tell me if I ever look like that. <laughs> when I interview people, Tucker's face is just priceless most of the time. And yes, Rumble Pilgrim, it cannot hurt to pray for President Trump. I, th- I, I thought it was a given. President Trump should be in your prayers uh, with everybody else. Issue. And so my custom-made designs ward by Sam Brinton, which was in the missing bag back in uh, 2018. Oh, my God, I was shocked. For more than yes. 40 years, I work hard. On my work, it's very paining. Then I made another police report in Houston. They told me to wait for investigation on January. Somebody calling me, called me and uh, introduced himself, and he told me he's working on my issue. But still today I had nothing. I was asking myself how this person got my custom-made designs, because it's one of a kind, and wear them without fear and display in public. That is an excellent point. This guy, Sam Brinton, the pup handler at the Department of Energy, hired as a diversity hire, diversity, equity, and inclusion by Joe Biden and his regime. He wore her custom designs with impunity. He must have known that those garments were custom-made garments, and it was pretty easy to identify who she was. All you got to do is a Google image search on reading it's not real doing your google has tucker blinked no i don't think he's blinked at all (laughs) well there he is he's blinking right now he didn't care he 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 figured that he was one of the new washington dc elites he was one of the golden parachute dc bureaucrats the american oligarchy 
And because he's a gay pup handler at the Department of Energy, Sam Britton could do whatever the hell he wanted. Damn this woman and her upstart fashion career. Don't accuse him as a thief, but there is question to be answered he's a thief. here. He's a what thief. Can, yes. I can say for now, with all pains, time, suffer, let down my people, didn't attend the show. What I need is justice now. Justice now. And I believe there is justice. Oh, I believe that too. Has he reached out to you, the man who clearly stole your luggage, Sam Britton? Has he called you or returned these dresses? No. No. May may, may I ask a question of your husband? So here you have this entitled little creep who's a federal official (laughs) stealing your wife's clothing. What's your reaction to that? And what would you say to Sam Britton if you could? Well, uh, the only thing I can say, you know, like, uh, um, it's painting, and I was going through a hardship, uh, you know, like, uh, to try to calm her down, and uh, because this is her passion. She had been doing this for 40 years, and yes. all of a sudden, somebody running around with a, you are, you are design, a piece of art, it's painful, and uh, she asked me, you know, like I said, well, you've tried whatever you've been trying, you know, like, uh, So all I can say is I hope that she gets her property back. I got to take these off because I can't see anything. I don't know how those people are wearing sunglasses indoors like that. I couldn't see nothing. Um, All right. So Sam Britton is a tired little creep. Uh, Hopefully he has given all of her clothing back and that there is going to be some type of uh, – legal thing that happens to him. I mean, I don't even know what, what's he going to be charged. I guess, I guess he'd be charged with luggage theft, but I mean, is that just general theft? Is that theft that's going to be more, uh, more impactful because it's happening at an airport. I know that they love to go after people when they break laws in airports. You know what? Actually, I wanted to make sure that we talked about this real quick too, uh, because my love of my life, real red pill fiance found this and sent it over earlier. If you're not following the Nancy Pelosi stock tracker on Twitter, you should. And even if you don't have Twitter, you should be paying attention to what this account posts. Because I also follow the uh, Burry tracker, the Buffett tractor, uh, tracker, and then there's another one as well. But this account follows the buys and sells of Nancy Pelosi and Paul Pelosi to determine what's going to happen in the financial markets because Nancy Pelosi is right 100% of the time. Nobody is right 100% of the time, but when you have access to insider information allowing you to trade illegally because you're a congressman, well, that's what happens. Nancy Pelosi and others always seem to be ahead of the curve. These are politicians that perfectly timed the sale of their personal owned stock in the banking sector before the banking sector took a nosedive. Representative Mike Sherrill, he's a Democrat. He sold $500,000 of UBS stock on March 3rd. Since that time, it's gone down by 12%. We have Representative Scott Franklin, a Republican who sold $50,000 of J.P. Morgan on the 15th of February. It's now down 17%. We have Representative Mike McCall, another Republican. He sold $600,000 of AIG on January 5th. It's down 21% since that time. $190,000 saved. These people made out like bandits. Now, 
How do I know this is real, legit information? Because you can go and look at the trades of congressional representatives. It is something that you need to pay attention to. Now, the only thing is we don't get them in real time. We get them like a month later and 99% of the time it's too late. They've already gotten the benefit of their insider information. I cut myself. How did that happen? So what's interesting is that the Fed is investigating their handling of these various banking crashes that have been happening. Now, the DOJ and the Securities and Exchange Commission are also investigating Silicon Valley Bank executives and their trading. They also obviously knew that their company was going to go out of business, and they went and sold a ton of stock. The CEO, Gregory Becker, on February 27th, sold 11% of his shares in uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Michael Zucker, who's the lawyer for these people, sold 19% of his shares on February 5th. And Daniel Beck, the chief financial officer, you would know, sold 32% of his stock on February 27th. And Michelle Draper, the CMO, sold 25% of her stock sometime in February. This is insider trading. Now, these people are not government officials. So because they worked for SVB and they sold their shares ahead of time, it indicates a clear indication that they knew the company was going to go belly up. And they left the people, the average everyday retail stock investor holding the bag on all of this worthless shares, okay? Money that people are probably not gonna get back. This is a another fallout, another piece from this banking disaster. Everybody that has money there, they're getting their money back. You know, they sold off the bank. The FDIC bailed them out. All of those whales are going to get their deposits and they're not going to have to worry about a thing. But the people who own stock in this company are going to be left holding the bag. And you know what else is going to happen? People, I want you to pay attention to your bank accounts in the next couple of months, okay? Pay attention and see if they raise fees on you. See if they maybe charge you more for excess transaction fees or international fees, or maybe they start charging you more for a wire transfer. I don't know. Just pay attention. See if they're going to be raising your fees because the FDIC money comes from the banks paying fees to the FDIC. Now, where does the money for those fees come from? Comes from you. You support that money that goes into the FDIC. So even though Joe Biden and Janet Yellen and his regime are telling you that this bailout will not be coming out of your taxes, I guarantee you that's exactly where it's coming from. That's the only place it's going to come from. So I want to hear from you guys if your banks increase your fees over the next couple of months. The broker doesn't always tell you what they're trading. No, they don't. No, they don't. But here's the thing is that this happens all too often. The broker not telling you, that's for plausible deniability. You see, I have reported on a number of insider trading operations in Congress since I started doing the show. They all get off. Every single one of them gets off because their broker is the one doing the trading for them. Paul Pelosi, he had to eat crow and he had to buy back a bunch of stock that he had sold off uh, at a uh, at a loss because they caught him. All right. He did it himself. He didn't have anybody else do it. And it was like directly coinciding with the information. Now, here's the thing. Although correlation does not necessarily equal causation. And yes, their brokers might have done it without their knowledge. 
what we'd be looking for is some type of briefing or information that these congressmen may have gotten prior to their sales. Let's go back to the start of the COVID-19 scamdemic, when a number of congressional representatives all decided to sell their stock in the sectors of the American business market that were going to get hit massively as a result of the shutdown. Uh, Selling off movie theater stock, your stock in hotels, uh, airlines, all right? All of the sales that I identified with uh, Kelly Loeffler and uh, I think uh, Burr was another one, that they, they sold their stock the day after they got a briefing in Congress telling them that America was going to shut down and the economy was going to grind to a halt, okay? Uh, that one we can pretty much directly tie as, uh, as being an example of insider trading. But again, they got off because they said that it was their broker that did it. My broker, he's just smart. He just knew when to sell. All right, well, you know, when you take a look at the number of times the percentages on average that Nancy Pelosi and these other congressmen are dead on with their choices, man, either they've got the best brokers in the world or they're cheating the market because they have inside information. It is perfectly legal, essentially, at the end of the day, for congressmen to break the law. They could... They could kill somebody in the Senate chambers and it would get covered up, you guys. Don't be naive about this stuff. They'll do whatever the hell they want until we tell them that they can't do it anymore. Okay. Uh, Thank you, Amy Nicole. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Uh, Let me see. Uh, Mountain Lace. uh, Doctor. Yes, doctor put the wrong birth date. Par 5 says, I'm going to get me some shirts. Thanks, brother. Awesome. Post some pictures on on, on Twitter or uh, Telegram or on Truth Social. Uh, Black Yoda says, me and my son are pure bloods until our bones disintegrate. Glad to hear it, sir. Uh, Also, recharge your batteries, people. Uh, Just Duckies says, Trump came in at the perfect time. This, their system was in a delicate balance that was disrupted by simple changes. Absolutely. This is one of those reasons why I am so spurred on by everything President Trump did and does and continues to do because he was just one man. He stood up to that radical criminal machine and he showed how much of an impact we could have if we just try. Uh, Jennifer M, get the gardens growing and start canning. That's on the list. We, we have a, a fence, a new fence that's being put in uh, this week. And once that goes in, I'm going to be designing new gardening beds. Um, let me see, Black Yoda, because I love you, fam. Stay 100. Thank you, Black Yoda. Appreciate you being here, buddy. Lou Ann V says, I'm wearing my shades too. <laughs> and then Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. Uh, also... Uh, There was something that came in on Buy Me a Coffee. Warrior Mima says, I love you, Zach. Thank you for everything you do. I sincerely love and appreciate you as well. Thank you guys, everybody, for being here. I've had a great time today. I really do enjoy being able to do these shows. Let me pass out the gold pills, and then we will be on our way. And then I will be – well, I've got some other things I have to do today. But uh, be here What is today, Tuesday? No, this is it. I'm not doing any more shows today. I'll be back tomorrow at 6 p.m. for another episode of Red Pill News. And then, of course, I have uh, Altered State at 9 p.m. here on Badlands Media. The gold pills have been released. All right, guys, thank you for being here. Good luck, everyone, and God bless. We'll see you tomorrow.
please hit that like button. We've got 3,200 people here on Rumble and only 607 likes. Please, please hit that like button. I really appreciate it. Uh, Freya, I cannot own chickens because I am technically inside the city limits. I want chickens so bad. I wouldn't mind a couple of goats. It would be awesome to be able to have some, some real livestock, but I can't own them here. 